Shalom, uh, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to this uh, teaching session. We are talking about guarding our heart against any kind of defilement because the effectiveness, the quality of our life, it flows from our heart. And uh, so uh, we are learning and being made aware of how our hearts can be defiled, uh, even through, uh, even uh, inference by those who are close to us. So last week, that's what we learned, and I hope we will be more alert and more aware of the inference that is uh, coming into our lives, so that we can shift up what is not from the Lord. But this. Evening, we want to look at guarding our hearts against going into bitterness in God's discipline. And uh, every one of us will go through discipline by our Father God who is in heaven because God loves us, He cares for His children. So he wants to shape us, he wants to mold us into the image of Christ, to share in his holiness. But the process of going through discipline is painful, it isn't pleasant at all. And so there are tendency in some people when they're going when they are going through discipline, they come against the one who, whom God has assigned to uh, disciple them, to discipline them, to correct them, to rebuild them. And so it ends up in division, bitterness, anger, slander, attack on the person whom God has assigned. And we want to read about it from the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 12, verse 7. He said, endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children, for what children are not disciplined by their father. So the discipline can come through the hardship, through the difficult uh, experiences, whether it's in our circumstances, whether it's working with people. You know, those hardships are God's way of disciplining us. Using those, this difficult experience to shape us. And it can come through the leaders that God has assigned over us through their teaching, through their uh, admonition, and many times we, we don't like it. We, we feel hurt and we feel angry against the messenger of God. But the Bible says you have to endure hardship as discipline. Uh, I just want to skip to verse 10, save time. They, our earthly father, discipline us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in His holiness. No discipline seems 
pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lamb may not be disabled but rather healed. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So this particular passage actually is dealing with the bitterness, the anger uh, that we have against those who discipline us, those whom God has assigned to discipline us. And that's why he say, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Remember, the discipline of God bring about a sharing of His holiness. And without it, it says, you cannot see God. So, uh, and then the next verse says, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. So if you look at the whole context, it talks about being bitter when you are being disciplined, when you are experiencing those pain, those unpleasant experiences under discipline. And if you are not careful, the bitter, bitterness begins to grow in you and it becomes bitter roots that causes trouble and defile many. So it's in the context of being disciplined by God, not so much you know, in a normal situation where you are in conflicts uh, with certain personality. So the discipline of God comes through hardship and uh, difficult times. And uh, we want to look at the result. If we submit to God's discipline, if we know how to guard our hearts, even if we feel pain and angry and even... Uh, begins to feel bitter because of the discipline. If we submit ourselves to God's discipline, what is the outcome? And then later on, we're going to look into the outcome if we rebel, if we resist and uh, fight against the discipline of God by fighting against the people whom God has assigned to discipline us. Okay, so we need to, first of all, respond correctly to the discipline of God, even though it's unpleasant. The Bible stated very clear. He said, no discipline is pleasant. I'm sure you, we all know that, you know, when we have to discipline our children, or when we are under discipline as we grow up, it's never pleasant. But it says later on, if we submit to it, if we respond well, if we guard our hearts against rebellions, against bitterness, against being angry, when we are going to discipline, it says later on, 
It doesn't appear immediately, but as we are being trained by God, the word of God says it's a training. It's how the, a father trains his child. It's how God the Father trained us, his children, so that we will share in his holiness, so that we will have his mindset for the purpose of inheriting what the Father has prepared for us. So it says it will produce a harvest of righteousness when we respond to the discipline. It means we will begin to correct the wrong way that we were going, the wrong attitudes that we have. In verse 12, it says, Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet, so that the lamb may not be disabled, but rather healed. So, the training, the discipline, in the midst of going through this discipline, we got to rise up. We got to... Uh, strengthen our feeble arms and weakness, the weak areas of our life, the wrong in our life, the wicked things that is in our life. When we are being trained, we need to rise up so that we become uh, strong. We are able to, to, to stand. We are able to do what God wants. And then it says, when we're being disciplined, make level paths for your feet so that the lamb may not be disabled, but rather healed. So make level paths. We correct the mistakes that we have made. We level that, that, that path so that we can go through uh, successfully, smoothly, so that our handicap in life can be healed in order for us to share in His holiness, in order for us to live successfully in this life. And so if we guard our hearts against bitterness, we respond correctly, that will be the outcome. We will produce us a harvest of righteousness. And then, not just a harvest of righteousness. He said, we will produce harvest of righteousness and peace. And peace. When we respond correctly, we will enter into the peace of God, the rest of God. That means we are not striving in our own strength, trying to prove ourselves and fight against people who point out our mistakes or our wrong. But we enter into peace of God because we know God has created us. We know we are loved, we are precious, we are the sons of God. That's why God disciplined us. Not because we are bad, but because we are His children. So we rest in Him 
and allow Him to work in our life to produce a desired uh, character result that, that God wants to see, God the Father wants to see in our life. So it resulted, first of all, peace with ourselves and with God. And then we have peace with those who discipline us, those who are assigned to discipline us. Because Hebrews 12 verse 14 says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. So, we understand God's way. We want to share in God's holiness. We will make every effort to live in peace with everyone. That means when we are being disciplined, we, we, we don't want to create trouble. We, we, we don't want to fight. We want peace. So we work, submit, go under the unpleasant experience, always thinking about peace, not about ourselves. So, so you see, it says here, and to be holy. To be holy means we separate ourselves unto the Lord. We are looking at God, what God is doing. We are not looking at ourselves, our self-righteousness, and trying to, to, to prove who we are. No. But we are separate unto God. We are holy. We are in His hand. So holiness, is, it doesn't mean that we do no wrong. Otherwise, we would not be holy. None of us would be holy. But holiness is we submit to God. You know, now we are under discipline because we've done something wrong. But to be holy means we submit to God's discipline. And as a result, we are made holy through God's discipline. We share in His holiness. So holiness isn't being perfect because we can't. But holiness is we understand God's, the Father's heart. We understand His will. And so in our mistakes, through the discipline, we yield our willful right and we submit to Him and uh, we trust in His love. So I think that is a different understanding as compared with what we often think about holiness. Isn't that great? Holiness is not because we are perfect. Holiness is because we submit ourselves separate unto the law. So, so when we make every effort to live in peace with people, even as we are being deal with, whether we feel that it's just or unjust the way that we are being disciplined or dealt with, we always strive for peace, unity, harmony. It's never self. 
is never to prove self, but rather peace in the community, in our relationship with people, with the church. That is our goal. That is holiness. That is holiness. Make every effort. So it does. It does. Takes a lot of hard work, you know, to really be able to submit ourselves, not to look at our own will, but to yield to Him. And then it says here, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. That means if you are being disciplined and you react in the flesh, you are trying to defend yourself, trying to prove that you are righteous, trying, you know, hey, no matter how right you are, you are not holy. But when you yield to God's dealing, you will be able to see the law. You are able to see what God is doing in your life. So those who keep arguing, trying to defend uh, themselves and, and, and uh, uh, come against people, and they may be quoting scripture, they may think that they serve the Lord or they are so, you know, so spiritual. But the word of God say no. You're not holy. You cannot see. You don't even know what you're talking about. And that is true. Many times people, the way they argue, the way they talk, they just don't know who they are. They just can't see God. But for those who are willing to submit to the discipline, they are holy. Even though they could have done wrong, they are holy. For those who seek peace, restore relationship, being the utmost thing, rather than trying to win, an argument. Those who seek for peace, hey, they are holy. They understand God's heart. And for these people who react in this way, the Bible says they have the grace of God. In verse 15, it says, See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. So when we are able to guard our hearts against the, this bitterness, when we're being dealt with, there is a grace that comes from God. God is always faithful. No matter how difficult, how painful it is, God is always faithful. His grace is there for us. And, and, and we become holy. So now, that is what happened when we uh, got our hearts against bitterness. We strive to be at peace with everyone in, in, in that, this kind of situation. We will reap a harvest of righteousness. Not self-righteousness, God's righteousness. We become holy. We share in the holiness of God. We see God. But let's look at what if we react 
under discipline, maybe by our leaders? What if we react in a fleshly, foul way? What will happen? Remember, when we go to discipline, it's unpleasant. The first thing is you miss the grace of God. You know, you are reacting to that, that kind of discipline, correction in the flesh. If you have responded to the discipline by God's grace, because you got your heart and you seek for peace, then the grace of God will sustain you, will take you through. But if you allow bitterness to come in because of the discipline, you lose the grace of God that God has for you. So then you enter into conflicts with people, the, those who have to deal with, it, uh, with you. And these people begin to, to gather support. Then they begin to talk bad about the, the person, the leader or the one who is disciplining us. And then because we try to justify ourselves, we want to defend ourselves, you know, we, we want to get people to stand on our side because we want to prove that we're right. That's why sometimes they say, everybody say you are like this and this and this. But the truth of the matter is just their gang, you know, who talks the same lingo. And, and, and we use it as, as if everyone. So, so these people who are living in bitterness when they, their, their heart is being defiled, when they are being disciplined, they will want to get a support for themselves because they are fighting for to prove that they are right, that they are good. And uh, so the conflicts begins to get worse because now a lot of other people are being defiled and there is a division that happens. And no matter how uh, they pitch their, flight, uh, their, their fight, the root cause is bitterness. So the Bible describes it as bitter root. If you trace, whatever they say, if you trace to the origin, it is a bitter root. The cost is because they allow bitterness to come in, they allow Satan to come in to work in their life. And that causes the, the, the trouble, that causes the problem to grow and maybe even unresolvable, right? So these people, they are unholy because they are not striving for peace. They are striving to win. So they are unholy. And when they are arguing, even if they use God, even if they use a ministry, use what they do, the truth is they cannot see God. They don't know God's will. They don't know God's heart because they are not holy. So holiness isn't because you don't go and commit 
certain kind of uh, sin. Holiness has a lot to do with our being. Whether we submit to God, whether we have the mind of God, whether we have the attitude, the spirit of God in us. For us, it's not even in the things whether we got it right or wrong. We can get it wrong, but our attitude, because God is working through, in us through that discipline to result in holiness uh, in our life. So the Bible in the, this uh, Hebrews 12 verse 16, it says, See that no one is sexually immoral and is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sow his inheritance right as the oldest son. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected. Even though he sought the blessing with tears, he could not change what he had done. So these people who are not holy because of their attitude, because of the bitterness that's in their heart, going through discipline. The Bible says, you examine yourself. See that you are, no one is sexually immoral. See that you are not functioning in the fleshly way. And then, see that you are not godless like Esau. We know Esau, when he went out hunting, coming back, he was so thirsty and hungry and he sold his birthright to his brother Jacob for a bowl of lentil soup. And the Bible says he's godless. So there are people who are like Esau because they're angry, because they're hurt due to that discipline. It's unpleasant. So they don't care anymore about God. All they do is wanting to fight, to win, to that argument. No matter how much damage, how much defilement they cause to the church or to, the, to other people, they just don't care. All they want is to prove that they win. They are right. This is godless. Just because of your pride, just because we want to save face, you sow your birthright for peanuts. You gave away the rights to be in a great fellowship, great church, in what God is doing in your life. You just gave it up just so that you can fight to save your face or save an argument. So, Christian does it, right? So we don't want to read the book of Esau and just criticize him, many Christians, just for little matters. They leave the church for little matters. They don't stop going to cell group. Little matters, they, they, they stop serving. All kinds of this, this. You know, God is saying, he's taking us through the discipline when we go to difficulties. And God is saying it's unpleasant, yes. But you've got to allow God to deal with your heart and guard your heart against bitterness so that you will correct 
your way, correct what is wrong, and be healed. Change your, 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 the, the, the direction or, or the path that you need to go so that you share in God's holiness. Right? So, I hope tonight, as we listen to this message, yes, it sounds familiar, but I hope you look at this passage in a different light tonight. It's in the context of being disciplined. Not because of other things, we, we just human problem, but in the context of God's discipline. God wants to shape us. God wants to make us holy. True, the problems that we have, true, the mistakes that we have. And He's taking us to the discipline, just like a father will discipline a child. Because He loves us, because He cares for us, because He wants to share what He has with us. And so He wants to make us holy so that we can see His way and walk in it. So I trust we will be careful to guard our heart when we are being disciplined by God. Whether it's true people, true circumstances, it is the Father's discipline. And our response, we do not want to react in pride, in arrogance, in self-righteousness, but rather we respond as a son to the Father's discipline because we know He loves us. We know He cares for us. He has the best Intention, the Bible says He disciplined us for our good so that we will have a harvest of righteousness and peace. So may we enter into the righteousness of God and the peace of God even as we go through the unpleasant discipline. Shall we pray? Father, we thank You for speaking to us as Father. You want us to know that you always love us, you always care for us. Even in the midst of unpleasant experience, perhaps we don't even see you. But because we are willing to submit ourselves to your dealing, responding, so that we will change our path our ways, correcting the things that we need to get it right and have peace with people, especially those who deal with us. Lord, we will share in your holiness. We will be able to see your purpose. We will be able to see your ways and really enter into your holiness your inheritance. We thank you, Lord. Bless your people, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. The Lord bless you. We'll see you again.